0: Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. Shadowhawk number one is going under the microscope today, Jimmy. Jim Valentino's contribution to the image universe. Cartoonist Kayfabe is brought to you in part by the Patreon, and the King Kayfabers on our Patreon get access to all the videos before anybody else. They're hanging out with us in a live stream recording session as we produce these videos. gives you guys a big leg up on uh, the Kayfabe effect so that you get these uh, books that we talk about early. We have more than 1,500 videos in our filmography as we speak. Uh, It turns out that we have videos on every other image number one comic from that early round but we don't have a shadowhawk number one so you can check out all all of those videos uh, but more importantly why don't you take a search on the front page of the kayfabe channel hit the magnifying glass search for your favorite titles and uh check out those those episodes we're going to be at big apple uh, comic con uh, december 18th 16th 16th uh at the uh, end of this year so if you're in the nyc region or you're a bridge and tunnel kind of character come say hi to the kings of cartoonist kayfabe and without further ado, Jimmy, let's sell some Shadowhawk comics.
1: I'm sitting here on the side, and there's light. And I see that this embossed says, who is? I've never noticed that before. You know what
0: else is funny? Because of the light, right? That The contour of the face. I always thought that this was just flat. Yes. I mean, I you know had this comic for 30 years. Uh, but no, there's there's a lot of stuff going on here.
1: Hey, man, let's start a, a minute on this cover, because this is the image launch, right? Yeah. This, this is one of those initial books. And... Valentina's not the heavy hitter in that lineup. Right. This is a great cover. You know, if you're going to do a little bit of a gimmick with the silver foil and whatnot, silver, red, and black, pretty striking. And I mean, just a giant close up of the helmet. It, I think it looks great as a cover for an intro to a character and a new book when you're competing with some, some heavy hitters around you. Well done.
0: They were uh, pulling out the bells and whistles for Valentino, because he wasn't the strongest. Uh he, you know, you have Rob Liefeld who who sold, you know, six point five million. You have Todd McFarlane that sold, you know, two two point whatever million of Spider-Man. You had Jim Lee who sold eight million of, of X-Men number one. Those guys all get the one $1.95 issue number one that has no bells and whistles to it at all. The Liefeld stuff had the little trading card that came on the inside. Uh kind of piggybacking off of the trading card piece with uh X Force so they're they're pulling out all the stops for to to kind of get shadowhawk over and shadowhawk was a it was a cult hit man a a lot of it is thanks to uh that skateboard that was like in hill's department store like that thing was because it's this you know it's a super super striking image and then you hear that like he's the superhero that breaks backs one of the uh reasons why this was a like kind of a cult book i couldn't find this one easy as, as a kid The videos are brought to you by the books that we make and 2023 was and is a big year. 2024 is going to be just the same. The Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus is out there. About 75% of this print run has uh, been accounted for. So you guys have about 25% left of our our stock to go. Scoop up that book if you see it. It's going to make an excellent gift. The X-Men Grand Design Trilogy comes out uh, November 14th. It collects all of my X-Men Grand Design works inside of one nice handy uh, soft cover. Scoop that up. There are three volumes of Red Room that are uh, completed. Two of them are out on the stands right now, the antisocial network and trigger warnings. But coming to you in early 2024 is Red Room Crypto Killers with dozens of pages of extra features and commentary in the back. Street Angel Princess of Poverty is coming to you at the end of November. Uh, It is a companion piece to Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive. Uh, You get both of these books. You have all of Jimmy's uh, Street Angel comics to date. He's been self-publishing. And here you have True Crime Funnies, the black and white zine, 1986 zine. Go to Jimmy's website. Uh, He might be sold out right at the moment, but uh, you never know. He, He might have fresh stock depending on when you're watching this video. And uh, Hulk Grand Design is Jimmy's contribution to the Grand Design mythology that we have created for Marvel Comics. Now that we're done paying the bills, let's get back to the video. Plenty of Youngbloods out there. Plenty of Spawns out there. Uh, but this this was a chase book. This is the last one of, of that, that original crew that I was able to get my hands on. Probably second to um, Cyberforce, which is also not an easy one for me to get because I came to Image a little bit late. Uh, it's so surprising that any of them would be rare because I don't know what this sold, but it must've
1: been hundreds, Yeah, seven hundreds of
0: thousands for sure. You know,
1: this was an era when, when almost all the image number ones were selling nearly a million copies, right? You know, and this is first wave. So I'm sure it was, it did a ton of sales. Um, it's funny that there was ever any scarcity with any of the image number ones.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some of it was interest level as well you know like i like I this i wasn't i wasn't chasing the idea of the back break if, if it didn't have the idea of the back breaking thing to sixth grade seventh grade eddie i i'd never would have gotten it because like just that idea of like destroying dudes spines and stuff was 90s badass you know that's that 90s angst kind of stuff
1: i think that's pretty interesting too how far he goes from Guardians of the Galaxy the book that he's doing at Marvel whenever image happens yeah. to this like it's it's almost like he sat down and went what do I what can I sell what, what would be a great book what would be a big book because you're right it's the 90s it's the violence it's the action
0: let's have a vigilante that breaks backs like it sounds badass he has a very classic style and I think it is noteworthy to see the classic style with us with the lighting and the spotting of blacks and stuff uh, with the computer coloring, that was something that I always kind of made note of. Whenever you would get, you know, Wild Star with Jerry Ordway and Al Gordon, like, man, I can't wait to see what the computer coloring looks like over top of that. Or Mike Grell's Shaman's Tears. This is the kind of art aesthetic that that is within that approach to me.
1: Yeah, and look at Eric Stevenson on board as an editor at this point. Is this the first image book that Stevenson works on? And again, is it's he like eleven?
0: It's, it's it's Young Blood two. Uh, which which might have the intro to uh, Shadowhawk in the in the backups. So if it's not two, it's four, because Pit is three. Uh, I think it's two. Two sounds about right. I wonder when it was released. Yeah, Youngblood two.
1: <laughs> and I also wonder, like, do you think he's working out of a studio? Like when we talked to Valentino or Life of one of them, they they definitely shared studios yeah. at different points. I wonder if they're sharing studios here that he's thanking some of the extreme guys. Like, seems like he must be around. Right.
0: Yeah, I think I think they were OC dudes. I remember um, Eric Reynolds from Fantagraphics worked the shop at, like, the the shop that uh, Valentino would, like, shop at. And he said the story that um, at one point in, like, the late 80s or something, Valentino said all this stuff like, I'm going to make, I'm going to, uh, you know, go to Marvel, I'm going to make Guardians of the Galaxy a hit book, I'm going to do this. Like, everything that Valentino said came true from the comic shop and those guys were like dismissing him or something. Man, whenever you go back further and think that way, super thoughtful creator.
1: Because I remember the thing with Guardians of the Galaxy, I was buying it when it's coming out. It was so clever, like it wasn't a pool book for me. It wasn't Mm -hmm. one that like, I'm going to buy every issue. It was like, I'd be on the spinner rack, I'd see the new issue, it'd be something Captain America's shield in the 31st century, you know, Ghost Rider. Like it was, it was so smart in the sense of like every issue was selling that book. Right. And it feels like you know there's a similar treatment here
0: they gave him on that book just another aside like they gave him a lot of push when he was pulling out guardians of the galaxy because the summer the summer annual crossover called the corvette quest or something was all about the guardians of the galaxy uh and and you could not escape them at that time and then it was right at the time for the number one so here we are for shadow hawk uh we have the trope right like like we're gonna sort keep a note of that. We were looking at Cosmic Odyssey where Batman had the trench right. coat and had to call people on the on the phone. You have Shadow Hawk with his uh, Humphrey Bogart, Private Eye Maltese Falcon outfit. Do we get a panel of him with the hat? I don't think so because because I'm very curious how the helmet works. Yeah, too.
1: yeah. There should be little. <laughs> there should be like little holes poking out on his like ears.
0: <laughs> uh, it really has such a Wolverine vibe uh, to to a lot of this. But um, look at it. it. I mean, it for all the hyperbole of Image Comics artwork every blow lacks marvel dynamism or image dynamism it's it's all like the moment of impact and not like the follow-through kind of boring looking like imagine what simon bisley would do with with a panel like this like just have the head touch the back with the butt cheeks (laughs) right yeah yeah for sure you know because that is very tepid i mean that looks like foreplay that looks like that looks like uh you know those fellas that are you know trying to uh, bet each other on who could take the fist deeper <laughs> you know it's lovemaking in some some houses <laughs> uh valentino with the hatching you know like totally uh piggybacking off of that that uh that jim lee kind of style of hatching one of the few image comics dudes to draw some backgrounds and they are the classic it's like the um john ramita spider-man daily strip backgrounds
1: kind of an interesting choice too is he's writing out the page numbers on each page yeah and i assume that's his hand
0: right it yeah. looks different than the lettering yeah who, who uh his wife is doing the lettering yeah. which is pretty cool she
1: i do a nice like big style that um he is doing the inks and everything because mm-hmm. as shadow hawk goes on he'd bring in like chance wolf and you know felt like it was a little bit less of his hand but this one is is like all valentino right like this is the launch this is putting your your eggs in the basket and going for it
0: i think he drew this quick as fuck. uh the, like it looks like there's like a lot of little shortcuts uh be it taken here i was looking at how he builds that leg and stuff like if you if you remove this this color like it's it's a very raw style like these backgrounds like i was we Showed off our submission pages and shit, like, like we had backgrounds almost exactly like this with this with the window seals, like that, drawing every brick kind of thing. He might have still been doing Guardians
1: of the Galaxy when he's doing this issue because I, I do think remember. that Marvel basically kicked everybody who was at Image out, yeah. Because I think Liefeld planned on staying there and seeing through some of the cable stuff, and I think Valentino planned on staying there, you know. Family Man, it's one thing to let's try something new, and I have indie roots, but it's another thing to be like. Let's just go in this new direction. Yeah, and I think Marvel took that choice away from them. But at this point, he may have been doing two books at a time.
0: Yeah, yeah. If uh, you recall some of our uh, Wizard coverage, he says as much because he actually was still there when those guys kind of burned the boats. I think that
1: lettering this this is blows my mind. It's you terrible. Cut up
0: uh, uh, words that way. That's really odd. It's terrible because it gets dicey in certain spots, especially you know knowing who Shadowhawk is underneath his helmet, and uh, it's. It's it's a terrible decision. It, it lets you know, like, so Eric Stevenson, editor, like, like uh, he didn't quite do his job because, like, you could easily have you don't have the A because you already have it there. You know, n- nightmare walking. You could have like two versions and and put maybe put something in between to to offset it. It's it's strange. It's terrible. I think it's very strange. But like that that second row is. Not too much thought being put into to the mixture there. All that said, I bet you could sell this page for uh, five figures. Yeah, I would hope so. And you know what? That opening
1: scene, like, we wasted no time. I'm here to see a vigilante break people's backs. Yes. Great. Don't give me a, the, the issue of setup where I now have to buy issue two. Although, maybe if you're trying to sell
0: books, that's the way to do it. But... They come right out of the gate with it, and that's what I want. Yeah, totally. He's uh, he's given us money shots, man. For for like what G, what Jim Valentino can can do and accomplish, he's given it to us, and he is f- from the classic tradition of comics making. So he's not skimping on these these backgrounds. These are comic book backgrounds, dude.
1: I do. I I like this a lot. I was going through it this week, and it's like. This is this book's a lot better than I remember it.
0: It's pure In a it's, lot of ways. It's pure co- like comics. So it's like, you know, it's like a little brownstone amongst at the same height as like skyscrapers and stuff. You know, the geography of it is nuts. There are elements that remind me of the
1: turtles, the teenage mutant totally. ninja turtles stuff, like there's a rawness to it. And in hindsight, like at the time I don't know that
0: it stood out that much, but in hindsight it's like you know what I like that, <laughs> uh, Valentino for the in terms of the writing, he is able to inject a, a, a universe here, introduce us to the cops, uh, introduce us to a bad guy, and that is like a, he's an arsonist. What should we call him? <laughs> How about arson? Trademark, <laughs> trademarking the word arson <laughs> like this is the stuff that Don Simpson, when he's doing splitting image and they're calling out titles, there's always to. a TM, yeah, next to things got the cod piece yep. with double lighting on it of course with digital chameleon fucking flourishes there, there's double lighting all kind of hatching and also like white highlights <laughs> yeah exactly like, look at this dude's package <laughs> is what we're saying he uh, there are
1: even directional devices that are all going to it
0: <laughs> <laughs> he looks like uh that charlie 27 or whatever that character's name is from, from guardians of the galaxy kind of that big flathead like road pig or something it has the kayfabe guns that look like super soakers from that era and uh but but you know he's a bad guy with a heart like like uh you you end it with oh come here little poochie and you just see him doing that blockbusting thing that stuff that you hear about with like uh you know old tenements the old bronx shit like yeah cashing in on uh insurance money yeah i think story-wise
1: it's it's pretty good you know like like concept wise the stuff all fits together you can see how this dude is clearly lining up against Shadowhawk.
0: Yeah, totally. So yeah, so you're introducing your villain, the people of the town, watching the the, the burning stuff going down. Uh, the sort of eccentrics from the neighborhood making it a universe book. You know, you gotta get the uh gotta get the young blood characters in there.
1: And it's poured on so thick. You know that lady I think like one of her sons or nephews or somebody had died of drug overdose. So of course she's hardlining against these <laughs> Your, your street gang, and, uh, of course, Shadowhawk's watching.
0: Yeah. You know, you got to have the inciting incident. I love it, man, because, like, uh, this lady, it, it's like uh, when, when I was a little dude growing up in Homestead, I had a, a lady that I called Grandma Washington, I and I thought she was my grandma. She's a black lady, and I didn't know how all that stuff worked, and I would be at school, I have four grandmas. And so Grandma Washington, she would walk the streets of Homestead, like, just doing what she has to do, go shopping or whatever, but she carried a baseball bat with her. Wow. Just with her. wooded wooden fucking baseball Pr- bat with her. style. Yeah, totally, man. This is some
1: pretty strange drawing on her. And then also the coloring. Like, Look at that colorist being like, I don't know what we do here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've run into that too. Like making comics where like you almost paint yourself in the corner and it's like, ooh, I don't know what you do with
0: this. <laughs> there's a pretty good money shot for you. Totally. He's got the treasure trail <laughs> on the tummy right there, man. Welcome, Dale. Could that be Dale Keo? And I think th- I, th- I think so. Sounds right. If Shadow Hawk shows up in Young Blood Two, and Pitt shows up in y- in Young Blood Three, I think so. Cool gauntlet uh, ideas right there. It's a cool costume design. It's perfect for the '90s. Uh, we were on board for that.
1: Man, that helmet, I can't not see Wolverine in that helmet. Absolutely. And and I just think, like, was this a pitch at some point? Like, was this was he going to maybe throw out an X-book? Or what if
0: Wolverine joined the Guardians of the Galaxy issue? You know, <laughs>
1: something with this futuristic Wolverine helmet. The amount
0: of Wolverines, because, like, Wolver, uh, uh, Rob Liefeld had two Wolverines. He had that one uh, troll, so that's the maskless Wolverine. And then he had that uh, dred- Dreadnought, maybe, was, was his name. He was in, the, in Bloodstrike, and he was the Red Wolverine. You know what you
1: say that, but there was also like uh, there was a dude in Brigade that was like Seahawk or something like that, and he had a
0: hat like Wolverine. Seahawk is Batman. It's the Batman helmet <laughs> with two things coming down. Yeah, yeah, but but in that, I think it's I think it might be that book where that where that dreadnought dude is. You know, you said some of this uh, reminded you of uh, of turtles. There are parts story wise where it makes me think of the Crow, where mm-hmm. you have the cops showing up, you have this guy fucking wreaking havoc upon the bad dudes who has no discernible kryptonite and you know gets off scot-free we have the lady at the bugle who's going to uncover the identity this is where Jim Valentino is kind of showing his chops because he's he's building in a bunch of stuff that he's going to be able to exploit in future issues uh if if he chooses to do so so we have uh the journalist who's going to be Trying to figure out the identity of uh, of Shadow, played Hawk.
1: by Pam Anderson in the movie. Judging by the reference,
0: there were also go back one page because I, I love this drawing of this
1: policeman where you're yeah. doing like cool color stuff. And then this is another one where it's it's a pretty interesting like drawing wise. You know, like this is the stuff going back through it that really pops to me mm-hmm. of like, oh wow interesting stuff that valentino's trying here on the page
0: totally and this one completely reminds me of like the neil adams mike hinge collaborations in, in heavy metal and i'm, I'm sure valentino would have fucked with some of that stuff
1: it's a great thing with the idea of one how do you do cop lights and, yeah because you know, that's something that comes up in comics and then like two like let's play with the coloring that we're able to do now
0: now we have our baddie so she's like she's also. Faust comes to mind, also, from the hyperbole of beating up the bad guys. And, and you know, she's in Faust.
1: Very true. That layout, to me, feels so 80s. Like, that would have come right out of, like, you know, it's Renegade like, or Eclipse or some some one of these companies would have a layout like that. Yeah,
0: totally. It's like uh, the, the pa- pastelness of it. It's, it's like uh, the, the Panda Brothers, Grendel comics.
1: And also, I think she only has one leg. Like, judging by <laughs> that drawing, where's the other leg?
0: Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she's so pissed off and wants to burn down buildings all day. And
1: by the way, everybody at home, I have the coupon in here. This is this is you know, probably nine
0: nine six, right? <laughs> so uh, our guy arson, he hides in plain sight, and he dresses up as like uh, a male stripper, <laughs> who, who also is dressed up like a, a uh, New York fire department fellow. So he's coming to let the old lady know that uh, you know he he did some good work uh, on, on ac- across the train tracks, burned down a couple buildings, and she's all wet about it.
1: But also not happy that she that he's coming out, right? And her name's Vendetta,
0: of course. If you're burning down all of your properties, dude, like that, what other name can you have? I feel like uh, Valentino didn't do enough to license his uh, shadow hawk boomerangs, man. Like uh, frisbee was being played back then. Could have did something with that. You ever try to throw a boomerang? Yes. Ever
1: have any luck of having that thing even curved? Yes.
0: If you if you hit, did it now with like what you know about physics, you would do it no problem. Here's the rub: you draw too much, and your wrist, like the way you got to snap your wrist, our wrists are not built for it anymore. I was gonna
1: say I'm probably breaking my shoulder or something if I try throwing one of those things now. Yeah,
0: it's all about the snap of the wrist because there there was a girl that was uh, hanging around like part of the art crew, and her pops has a toy factory in Charleroi. And I went to the toy factory with her and he does like all the like numbly pegs and like the weird little peg mm-hmm. uh, thing that would be uh, like the Bob Evans. Like that's the kind of toys he made. He made a wooden toy horse from a tree from Monticello, dude. And uh, he made boomerangs and he gave us a bunch of boomerangs and fucking me and Nate went to the baseball field throwing them shits. I used to have
1: like, remember the Nerf boomerang that would be three prongs? Yeah. I could make that thing go.
0: Yeah, that was a you fat bend boy. It. That was a fat boy fucking drunk party boomerang. Well, I was a little too young for that one, but it was easier to manipulate because you could bend it. Ah, uh, dick. Not bad glass shards. You know, you got you got you got some perspective on these. Uh, we were very we're very critical of our glass break in here on cartoonist kayfabe, and you got to have overlap, and you have to have a glass of different shapes and sizes, or else it's too uniform looking. I know that's a shadow underneath the guy's nose but it really does look like detective adolf hitler (laughs) it does the hair the hair and stuff (laughs) together (laughs) a little greasy and then that guy if if you just showed me that i would think it was a john byrne drawing of this fella right here but i am not intimidated by that police officer and also the gun stuff is uh pretty weak you don't think he's tracing photos huh (laughs) (laughs) i don't think so i don't think so straight from Chandler with that double lighting uh so so we have the cops who are on the hunt this is a cool thing to build conflict into your story because you have numerous people that have some incentive to discover who Shadowhawk is and uh that you know these people are clearly we have our reporter and and our Vendetta (laughs) so you know they have their own reasons
1: I love this composition where Shadowhawk's crouching and really does blend in there. Pretty good for, you know, Creature of the Night kind of character.
0: Yeah. So much about his superhero artwork, though, like what he builds, it really does feel like submissions type stuff. It looks like it's very, very crude stuff. When he was doing um, his first comics with uh, uh, Dave Sim, you know, it, it really wasn't this kind of thing. This is, this is stretching him in a way. But this is pretty fucking dope. Yeah. You know, when we see all these names... Dude, I think... You know what, dude? I think I know why these names are here. And I think they might have, like, did some layout drawings and stuff for, like, the, the hype the hype stuff. I don't know that that's, that that's really uh, Valentino's major interest. Yeah, it's an interesting book. That look...
1: Like, I can't not see it as those 80s kind of... Uh you know indie indie companies uh-huh. it really feels like that yeah for sure especially whenever you're like surrounded by the jim lees and mcfarlans and these guys who are like defining the 90s yeah it, it feels like this is a previous decade it
0: does because like when he tries to do it and and the best image for it is this arson that looks like a lightning comics Bloodfire character like this is a page out of a Bloodfire yeah. lightning comic comic <clears throat> uh, this does look good though i like this a lot yeah yeah really hype i, I bet you this is like you draw this page first that foot's a little sus as that, they that, as that, they that say.
1: Foot is strange. Because you know what, man? We're looking at I think the sole, right? Exactly. So we've got metal soles. The next panel, whenever he tries to <laughs> land somewhere, it's not gonna
0: go well. You need some rubber on those soles. Curiously, two uh interesting signatures. What's up with that? Really close together. Do you think he's mashing up artwork? That's
1: that is bizarre. Yeah. Like, like it's not even on two pa- two sheets. Right, exactly. It's like, oh, I forgot I already signed this one. One inch from where I'm going to sign it again. <laughs> <You know. laughs>
0: yeah, we'll ask him about that in our next shoot with uh, Jim Valentino. That's peculiar. Of which we do have a shoot interview with Jim Valentino, so make sure you check that out. Getting some Stevenson characters over. Richard Horry with uh, Tra- Travis, Travis Scott Trevor Scott. Yeah, I think so, yeah.
1: This was one that Valentino was always pushing about as long as I heard him talk image. This was one of them and, and Eric Stevenson on color there
0: and and this looks exactly like uh, bloodfire lightning comic kind of set of characters
1: yeah it's it's interesting his style on superheroes not the norm. man look at that brigade. <laughs> <laughs> Pitt looks pretty cool there, very gritty.
0: but you know like when you when you unpack it and you try to look at it without the the color in your mind, it looks like Dal keon going back to uh, his air cell days. You know? And, like, it's, it's got that rawness to it.
1: Yeah, I like his rawness. As he gets more polished or works with, like, a polished anchor, Yeah. I, I get mad at it. Yeah, agreed. Mm, and look at that one, the cursed book. Yeah. In 92. Dude, even those ads, like you can see, I bet you that's a Malibu in-house putting together the type on the ad. Right. Because that feels so much like, like the Malibu. Again, like that eighty. what I think of as like 80s, I guess it's early 90s, but I love this too. This, this was an image that I guess he would release, like I'd see it in press and stuff. Yeah. And I loved it in black and white and everything looked cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like seeing their work in black and white, it, it just... It, it lets you know like what what the art really is you know like what's really going on because so many bells and whistles another thing I always think about with Wills Potashio kind of kind of one of the aesthetic benefits of, of pu- pushing off uh wet works, really was the acceleration of the computer coloring technology kind of got to a better place for a comic where everybody has metal bodies because like this yellow is basic
1: yeah, and people watching at home, we have a video on Wetworks 1 where we pull out the preview of Wetworks from two years before Wetworks 1 comes out, and you can see that color comparison very clearly right next to each other.
0: Yes, and then uh, we have ad for Wizard and the uh, editorial that Jim Valentino puts together to introduce us to the Shadowhawk series.
1: Yeah, and he's doing a contest of guess who Shadowhawk's identity is, And uh, cite your clues. And he said there's not enough in issue one to
0: have that guess. Not even close. As in zero. But there it is, dude. Uh, Kayfabers, Jimmy and I could have swore we did a Shadowhawk episode before. But we can't find it. And uh, if you guys know where it is, because we have some very, very studious uh, Kayfabers out there who've who've been with us from day one. My best guess is that maybe... uh, Maybe... it was packed within a wizard episode because we would do that early on. We have two hour episodes and, and maybe we looked at shadow that way. Cause I remember the arsonist guy. And the only reason I would have read this comic in the past five years would be for cartoonist kayfabe. And I remember talking to you about it. Can't find that episode. So we're, we're clearing things up here today. Good to go, Jimmy. Yes. Kayfabers like follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell so that we can let you know, what new videos are uh, available. We are a daily YouTube channel with more than 1,500 videos in our filmography, and there's a good chance we talked about some of your favorite comics. I encourage you to hit the magnifying glass on the front page of the Kayfabe YouTube channel, search for your favorite titles, and uh, check out those episodes. If, by chance, we did not talk about your favorite comics on the channel yet, you have to let us know. Do, the, do so in the comments. Let us know what those comics are, and we will push those comics a little bit higher on our to-read pile. Jimmy and I are going to be at Big Apple Comic-Con uh, come December 16th. It's been years since we've been to the Big Apple, and uh, we look forward to seeing you guys. So so please come through and bring your comics that we have yet to sign. We have a Patreon, and on the Cartoonist Cafe Patreon... Uh, The King Kayfabers get all the videos before anybody else and uh, when the internet cooperates they are hanging out with us in a live stream recording session as we uh, make these episodes mitigates the kayfabe effect ultimately the videos are brought to you by the books that we make and before you is a pretty good sample of our bibliography but we'll get into the nitty-gritty jimmy to let the people know what you got coming out soon
1: my next release is street angel princess of poverty from image comics this will be out in late november in time for the holiday gift for the uh, action comic superhero comic lover in your life. And Street Angel Princess of Poverty collects all the Street Angel comics that are not in Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive, also available from Image. And uh, get both books. It'll complete your collection. I've been self-publishing lately. True Crime Funnies Number 1 is available on JimRug.com, along with BW and 1986 Zine. And if they are sold out there, you can still read them on Patreon.com slash JimRug. And my contribution to the Grand Design history is the Hulk, which is available in limited quantities because it is sold out at the uh, distribution level. So if you haven't added Hulk Grand Design to your collection yet, you need to pick that up next time you hit the comic shop.
0: Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus is my big one for 2023, and uh, it is going fast. Man, there's more than uh, probably 75% of this print run is gone. And stores have been re-upping. It was the number one reordered book on, on Comicron. Uh, so thank you guys so much. Thanks to stores for uh, for supporting the book, but if you even have any thought that, you're, that you want this or you want to get it as a gift, make sure you scoop it up uh, right away. Uh, it's the best book I've made to date. 500 plus pages, 10 year anniversary, hip hop family tree, 50th anniversary of the culture, scoop it up. Uh, not the last holiday release I'm going to have. Uh, coming november fourteenth is the x-men grand design trade paperback collecting all of my x-men grand design works uh, a couple of volumes of that that is out of print uh, as we speak so make sure uh, if you are missing out on your uh, x-men grand design scoop that up you'll get it all in one and there is a trilogy of horror comics that i've made under the red room umbrella anti-social network trigger warnings and coming in january is this trade paperback right here called Crypto Killers, which uh, collects my 2023 season of Red Room Comics with a bunch of extras. The books are the most important part of keeping Cartoonist Kayfabe solvent and uh, functional, but there are some other ways to support the channel. Jimmy, let the people know. You can subscribe to the
1: Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video, You can also pick up Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, mugs, stickers, and more at our spread shop. That link is also under this video. All good ways to support the channel. Give them the final merchandise, Jimmy, and we'll be on our way. Read more comics.